could be our year. Hop Dawas. When Marcelo runs it back, so who's leading from the front? We're moving up the table like a hot cross bun. Then we see Shuey guy, the coach's box behind. Blocker Roach is saying that the team is doing fine. Shawnee shows a six pack, Dylan just scores some tries. Looking at his curls, is that a perm? Us Channel 9, up the wires. Up the wires, up the wires. Hmm. Exceptionally talented, isn't he? That's uh, Jared Cronin. Uh, with his uh, little take on Up the Waz, which is very much uh, one of the sayings going around this country at the moment. But on the other side of the Tasman, it's uh, more like the Matildas, and it's all about the Matildas as we're joined by Andrew Voss, fresh off his show uh, out of Sydney this morning. Uh, record numbers again, Vossy, with that penalty shootout. Oh, what drama. Uh, Smithy, good morning. Uh, good morning to all our listeners. Actually, you're wrong. Like, you've got the Waz, the Matildas are just the Tillies. You see, they're the Tillies. It's just the vernacular. You're going for the Tillies. You watched the Tillies the other night. So we, we're Australians, so we shorten everything. You, you, same as you guys. Uh, it's extraordinary, Smithy. It is. Um, obviously, I worked at the 2000 Olympics, so I was actually, you know, right at the coalface. And, and to some degree, sometimes the closer you get, the harder it is to um, actually gauge how big it is because... You're so busy, and Olympics are busy, and I'm in a studio and all of that. But I am exposed to the Matildas, so I'm out and about and just a fan. It's got to be the equivalent of the 2000 Olympics, Smithy. It, 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 it's probably not bigger or, or more watched, but as far as sentiment and, and pulling a country together and having so many people who have never watched a football game in their life have come on board, it's got to be the equivalent of the Olympics. For pulling power, it is extraordinary. It's a juggernaut, and you, and you just dare to dream. It, <laughs> Wednesday night, semi-final, on a school night. If it went to a penalty shootout, Smithy, it'd finish it. Well, New Zealand time will finish past midnight, but here it'll be finishing, you know, well past ten o'clock, um, mm. and the nation will be tuned in. It'll stop the nation. Uh, I mean. It has just made so many hero wins. Uh, I mean, it's just shown the, the drama that's involved. Uh, I love uh, your coach. Uh, I just think he, he just looks so indicative uh, of uh, where he thinks his performance is at. There's nothing. Uh, we're talking about the United States coach before being almost emotionless through the whole thing. But this yeah. guy yep. wears his heart exactly where you want it to be worn in a competition of this nature. Oh, they were great shots, weren't they, in the penalty shootout? You know, you can... Yeah, well, you can watch some great movies, but that was real life. Like what they were going through there on every single shot, whether success or fail. And, and you know what? A, what a call in that. I mean, Australia's goalkeeper um, getting up there to take the shot was the fifth choice. Like you stick your goalkeeper, mm. and the goalkeeper missed. I mean, that could have been that could have been death or glory for that coach if they uh, if they don't get through. But it was just incredible theatre um, you know, there's so many people everywhere I love the story that came out of Allianz Stadium on Saturday night so the Dolphins are playing the Roosters and because the Matildas game's gone into penalty shootout it's, it's overlapped with the Rugby League and the actual um, winning penalty taken by Courtney Vine coincided would you believe Smithy with the Dolphins going over for the first try and there's this massive cheer, and the Dolphins players like, you think, what the hell? <laughs> there's only about 20 of our supporters here. What's happened here? 
it was the whole crowd either watching all this on their phones or on the screens around the concourse watching the Matildas penalty shootout. Like, what, what a moment. At another sporting event, their eyes were taken off the game, but it happened at the same time the Dolphins scored their first try. Bizarre. It is bizarre. I mean, we've got a taste of it here. We've got uh, Spain against Sweden tomorrow night, but, of course, not being involved and not having the drama of being the home team involved, we're, yep. we're, we're quite missing out on it in that respect. Okay, let's, uh, let's get out uh, into uh, the latest round of the NRL, of course. And, uh, you know, the Warriors and the, the Tigers, I won't say it was the most conclusive performance by the Warriors, but they right. were losing those games on those performances this time last year. Yeah. And they're still looking at the four. Oh, throughout their history, you know, they've, they've broken hearts, the Warriors. You know, games they should have won where, you know, there's a chance of making the finals and then you suddenly lose. You say, oh, well, there's still a mathematical chance. You know, I don't know how many times they've been there, but, you know, they, they, can, they can win without being at their best. And that's a reflection of the progress they've made under Andrew Webster this year. Um, you know, the, the Tigers, they, their side's playing worse than the Tigers at the moment. The poor old Tigers bottom of the table, but they've been pretty good the last two weeks. Uh, but just can't, you know, just have forgotten how to win. I think the line break count was interesting. It was five line breaks all um, in the Tigers-Warriors game. But, no, the Warriors march on. Um, I think we're going to get our wish, and that's a, a home match during the finals for the Warriors. And that may that may be in Matilda's moment, Smithy. The Warriors get a well, home final, you know, as big a bigger crowd, and that will stop, you know, hopefully, even people that are... Rusted on rugby union fans will appreciate what the Warriors have achieved and, and tune in as well. Well, here's an interesting thing about that, Vossi, because they're, they're talking now that that, um, if it is the case, will go to Eden Park, uh, which of course has a greater capacity, but it's not home base for the Warriors at all. Yeah, um, do I? Yeah, I, I, from afar, I, I totally get that, and I've obviously called it Eden Park over the years, and it's um, it's a, it's, a, it's it's still a good venue. But I think this is one where I think the, the, you know, the faithful need to decide. I think they should have the casting vote. The ones that have stuck by the team through thick and thin, I'd like to think they get the casting vote. But I totally understand more eyeballs live at the game, um, the television coverage. It'll be a huge event and thoroughly deserved. It's almost like it's reward for you know, three or four years of, of pain, of, of you know, disruption and sacrifice. So um, yeah, it's going to happen. The, the, the Warriors aren't going to trip up. We're, but when do you think was the first week we said the Warriors are the real deal, Smithy? Because I, mm. I reckon we might have said it after what round eight, round nine. Yeah, they, they, it we was might have. Yeah. Born. You know, they, they they have they have looked the goods, and that is something they've achieved also this year. Consistency, so resilience and consistency. Whatever Andrew Webster's done, he's got a coaching job for life because he is. He has brought consistency and resilience to a Warriors side, which, to be fair, is not words we've associated with the Warriors too many times over their history. Well, what he has uh, got as um, as head coach is a, a selection option available back to him now as Tamari Martin. Um, yeah. But uh, would you split the Metcalf-Johnson combination at this point? I, I wouldn't. No, Metcalf's going too well for mine. Um Great for with, with with Johnson in this sort of form, in a in an organising role and running the show, um, then you can have that that um, that that support player running five eight like Metcalf. I think that's that's a perfect combination with the way Sean Johnson is playing, the control that Sean Johnson ha- has, the the ownership, if you will, 
of the Warriors side. I'm sticking with Metcalf, um, and uh, and that's just the strength of a good club backup. I mean, like you look at Penrith, Penrith's success last year. Nathan Cleary gets suspended for five matches for a dangerous tackle late in the season, and Sean O'Sullivan steps up, and they don't miss a beat. So the Warriors have, have built some really good foundation stones in terms of depth as well. Look at all the boxes they're ticking, Smithy. It's incredible, isn't it? Can they can they go all the way? Well, dare to dream. They can certainly certainly get the grand final day, but you know Penrith remain the, the standout team in the competition. Right. Okay. Let's uh, look at uh, just uh, two or three of the other games because uh, I tend to suggest cream rising to top is uh, quite a big focus here when I look at the blowout natures or some of these uh, scores. But should I? Broncos fifty four, Eels ten, Storm forty eight, Raiders two. Uh, I mean, are they indicative of where we're at here? Yeah, well, it was a round, Smithy, where all eight favourites won, and that's a you know that's a rare thing in in modern day rugby league. But um, yeah, the emphatic nature of the scoreline, the Broncos absolutely smashed the Parramatta Eels. The Eels tries only came in the last sixteen minutes of the game. Brisbane, when you talk about real deal, they are the real deal and getting better. Um, and the Melbournes win. I I thought Melbourne were good without being great, and yet they still won forty eight to two. So bad were Canberra. Um, I called the game with the former Dragons coach, Anthony Griffin. He made a great observation very early in the second half. Canberra started playing as solo, just doing things off the top of their head, kicking on the third tackle, blokes rushing out of the line, trying to you know, lift the team in some way, but got right off the playbook and there was just no chance. So um, Melbourne, good performance. I thought Brisbane better. Uh, and then you look at the other score lines. I mean, even the Sharks have got things back on track to a degree, uh, looking... For a few, well, two weeks ago, probably had them maybe missing the eight. They were going so poorly, but they won back to back suddenly. Um, and, and South Sydney, man, they got so much room for improvement. But if if they found it in the next three weeks, you know, they're, they're a team still capable of scoring thirty points a game, but they they weren't very good. They were not very good on Saturday afternoon, but still, you know, fashioned a win over the Dragons. But yeah, stacks of room of improvement there for a team that is currently in the eight. They are currently in the eight, um, and uh, so are the Knights, uh, just in the eight. Uh, 42 to six over the hapless Bulldogs. That last positioning for spot number eight is all of a sudden becoming very tantalising. Yeah, Thursday night. Thursday night's very big. Um, So we've got the Cowboys and the Sharks playing Thursday night. If the Cowboys lose, they remain outside of the eight. The Eels are playing the Roosters this weekend, so you can call that an eliminator. And Parramatta suddenly without Mitchell Moses for the rest of the season with a fraction eye socket. So I'm thinking the Roosters win that. They'll stay in contention. Parramatta definitely out. So um, certainly after this weekend, it'll be, um, at the moment, realistically, there are 11 contenders because team number 11 is only two points out of the eight. But after this weekend, it'll be down to, a, to, down to 10. But there is the opportunity for the current top eight to be a clear top eight, as in no team level on competition points with sides outside of the eight. And that would be the case if the Rabbitohs won and the Cowboys lost um, this weekend. Okay. Um, can we look at um, the other decision that was made late last week? Didn't get a lot of publicity over here, but perhaps should have. Uh, and that's uh, the uh, agreement and principle between the NRL and the RLPA, the Rugby League Players Association. So does that hopefully put an end to it or agreement in principle? Exactly what does that mean? Yeah, well, agreement in principle. So it's a verbal agreement, but I don't think it's like... Um, I don't think it's like contract law where verbal agreement could hold up in court as a contract. I think until I see the ink drying on the paper, 
I think we're all just a little bit hesitant because it has been so long. It's been more than 18 months that they've come to reach this decision, but they all walked out of the meeting um, in, a, in a positive frame. That's both sides, and it would appear that Peter Volandis, um, and, and he's not chasing credit, but he's obviously had a lot to do with it. He has stepped in, and like so many other things in his tenure, he gets things done. You know, he, he gets things done, and Peter Volandis, I think, has had a lot to do with, um, with closure being reached on this one. Right, you mentioned uh, Thursday night being very important for the Cowboys and the Sharks, of course, but uh, for us also, uh, on Friday, we get first game against uh, the Manly Sea Eagles, and I'm just a little bit sceptical about that one. How do you see that uh, on the back of them losing to the Panthers 24-12 last Thursday? Yeah, a bit all over the place, Manly. Look, they went in with a different game plan, thought they'd try things, mix things up against Penrith. Trailed 6-0 early, then led 12-6, so had a, had a decent half in them, but I sort of see that with Manly at the moment. They, they're not, well, they're definitely not a top-four side. They're a, they're a fringe side. They're, their position on the ladder reflects exactly their ability, to be honest. And, and the Warriors, I think, have the runs on the board to put paid uh, to Manly this week. So I'm going to ease your worry, Smithy. I'll, I'll stop mm-hmm. sort of saying absolute certainties, but I say the Warriors are good things to beat Manly. Rightio. That's uh, pleased a lot of people around the country, Vossi. Uh, thank you very much uh, for your... Um, uh, and, and intriguing, actually, your, your perspective, too, on the Matildas. I mean, it's just been the most incredible wave. Um, that it's still people are trying to get on board. And, I, look, I, I think they can beat England. I really do. I, I just think Sam Kerr's made a, a hell of a difference. She hasn't hit the back of the net as such like people would expect. But her, princi- her presence alone, I-, I think, has added a new dimension to this site. I think she starts on Wednesday, Smithy. I think now with uh, mm. two appearances under her belt, I think she starts on Wednesday, and you can obviously see her class and a powerful boot. But, Smithy, can I just say this? It's an invitation, basically. We're brothers and sisters. Um, you know, you're, our, you're one of our closest neighbours. There's room on the bus if you want to hop on. You get on the Matilda well, bus, so we, we, there's room for you, Smithy. Okay, I'll tell you what we'll do. Uh, I'll, I'll sit on that uh, Matilda's bus seat um, alongside you, and I'll invite you to sit on the all-black one at the Rugby World Cup because I'm not quite sure that you're going to be venturing too far in that with uh, Eddie Jones and his new squad. Uh, I'll, I'll get your people to be in touch with my people, read that second part of the deal. I, was only, I wasn't expecting that, but, um, yeah, we'll, we'll have to take that behind closed doors. Okay, we'll do that. Look forward to it. Uh, Andrew Voss, as always... Terrific, mate, to catch up with you on a weekly basis. Thank you very much. Good on you, Smitty. Have a great week.